I'm Matt. And I'm James. And welcome to Hack, the podcast about food and drink in Cardiff. Right, so um, one of my favourite topics to talk about in the whole world uh, this evening, we're going to talk about gin. Um, Jane and I, with probably a combined 30 years service in the PR industry, no strangers to a gin and tonic. Uh, but I don't know about you, I've never done a formal gin tasting. Um, so we've got an expert with us. Uh, <laughs> um, wine economist, booze expert, uh, and all-round good egg, uh, Neil Cowies has joined us. Hello. Um, hello. Hello, Matt. Hello, Jane. Hello, gins. Hello, gins. So we've got, um, we'll do a little tasting in a minute. We've got an array of um, Welsh gins, um, but we thought we'd just have a, a quick kind of saunter through a bit of gin history. It's obviously um, become massive. I was, I think I was introduced to it as a as a late teenager, shall we say? Oh, that um, old I, um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that old late my, teenager. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, yeah, I've got my, my grandmother to thank for my love well, of gin, um, and, and I grew up at a time when, yeah, you know, you walk into a bar and order gin, you'd get like a, a little wine glass with a That's dusty it. bottle of tonic off a shelf, and so everyone would point and laugh because you were drinking gin and it wasn't a trendy thing to drink. Um, a bit of moldy lemon. Uh, bit of lemon, if you were lucky, a bit if of moldy lemon. Lemon. Um, And we've come, a, we've come a long way, haven't we? So we, we have a massive, um, massive explosion in gin um, in the last 10 years. Um, and so, uh, yeah, kind of how did we get from where we were to where we are? Where did we come from? Because we came from sort of uh, London where gin was effectively made from ethanol and then junipers were soaked into it and it was a very, very cheap uh, proprietary drink. And obviously it was the cheapest drink because all the ne'er-do-wells of old East London where yeah. the ripper was tearing people up um, were getting smashed on gin. Um, obviously it was penny a bottle or something which you know is cheaper than rum <laughs> yeah mother's ruin yeah um, bathtub gins people used to yeah. make it in their bathtubs that's what you get at the bathtub gin where it was just basic alcohol soaking some junipers which is where the name comes from Geneviere or Dutch word Geneviere or the old English word Geneva and then you just get the derived from juniper which gin. is gin so it has to have juniper in it. Yeah. But then all of a sudden it went quite quiet, didn't it? So we had, mm. we had your Gordons, and like Jane, you were saying earlier, a bit of Bombay Sapphire was like, oh, that's top that shelf stuff. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's proper posh gear. Yeah. And then next thing you know, um, there's sort of a deregulation. Yeah. Sort of stills. You, yeah. you can buy a still. You want to buy a still, mate? Yeah. It's about it, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, Sipsmith won a, won a case against HMRC, and, and that kind of brought down the minimum size you're allowed to, to do distilling. Um, and I guess we've seen craft gin rise like craft beer, really, around things like quality and provenance. Completely. And variety and, and people doing kind of great stuff with local ingredients. And the thing is that people need to remember is, yes, it is a, it is a zeitgeist thing. It's a really trendy thing. But it's the quality. It's all driven by consumer. If it's crap, people are not probably going to try it at all. Uh, and I think the the attention to detail with some of these gins is quite phenomenal. The fact that some of the botanicals are foraged, there's organic botanicals, yeah. the pot stills have names, you know, they're beautifully crafted copper yeah. things. You see them in the flesh, they're just a gorgeous thing. Sometimes they make their own um, make their own base spirit, so they make their own vodkas. So you've got yeah. people like Chase who use a column still. 
so the column gets the plate uh, the, gets the alcohol level really high and then you can just secondary redistill it with your flavors make a london dry style which is means you have to redistill with the botanicals and that gives yeah. you a london dry style and then you come up with a you know a couple of other slightly different botanicals we were talking earlier about um Rokujin, which is Japanese, so there's a few Japanese botanicals in it, like yuzu and things like that, yeah. um, which gives it a really sort of slightly different flavour. And then, you know, the stuff that you put in with it, a bit of lime, a bit of pink grapefruit, some of orange, or a bit of slice of ginger. So, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating subject. It's really interesting. How far it's going to go now, there's been a huge growth, yeah. as we know, in Welsh gin, mm. but how far is it going to go, you know? That's one of the things that I saw in a lot of the articles I was looking at when we were reading over it, people saying, have we reached peak gin? Because <laughs> it's been growing, year on year, it's yeah. been, sales have increased, sales have increased, sales have increased, and yeah. new distilleries are opening, and new blends are coming out, and whatever else. Do you think we've reached peak gin? I don't think we have. Well, I don't know. Those, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, have. I definitely have. He has not reached peak gin. <laughs> There's no yet. such thing as peak gin. gin. Um, well, yeah, I mean, those figures that, we've, that you were just talking about. So we've gone from one distillery uh, in Wales to 17, you know, in the space of about five or six years. So mm-hmm. massive increase. Um, several of those reported last Christmas doing two, three times the business that, that they would normally do in terms of capacity. So... Um, you know, is there a bubble or is it just a market that's sort of growing and, and maturing? Um, there's innovation in it. Uh, we've just talked about, you know, you, you're starting to see pink gins and violet gins. Yeah, of you know, course, the, the, yeah. Some of the next things yeah. people are, are starting to do. Um, you know, it's the same question as have we reached peak craft beer, I suppose. And, and I kind of just think the market's moved on and people want variety and quality and localness. I think the, I think the other thing is is um, that people are drinking, it's the same with my wine column, I always keep preaching, man, yeah. my little soapbox, yes. drink a little bit less, less and drink a little bit better. Yeah. And it's the same with drinks. So it's gin. So when the price point has moved up from your usual Gorns at 15 quid a bottle, when you start to hit, you know, above 20 quid, people are just there making a nice long gin with a real well the, the mixers i mean look at fever tree i mean fever tree is just yeah. ridiculous they've overtaken yeah, schweppes yeah. as the off sale yeah. um off sale mixer to buy and that's is, amazing and that's amazing because it's such a quality product you know it's really quality quinine it's really quality ingredients no there's no l- rubbish and chemicals put in there's a yeah. bit of water a bit of sugar a bit of bit of quinine and a, and maybe a flavoring so you know that also reflects in the whole marketplace and it's driven by people who just want to have a really nice drink they don't want to get leathered not necessarily you, you can get leathered on the stuff and you can't looking at james <laughs> james, james, james for the benefit of the listeners james is just raising her eyebrows. is raising her eyebrows and looking wistfully at the sunset outside um but yeah, um, it's it is it is a fabulous drink, and it's quite a mellow drink as well. Mm. I always find it's quite mellow because it's based on vodka, which I think vodka is a really nice yeah. mellow drink, and it's very neutral. It's not a brown drink, so some people get big headaches with brown drinks, you know, whiskey and yeah. stuff, where it's been soaked in. You get the wood flavors and all that k- palaver. Um, whereas gin, I think, because it's quite clean, it's normally a long drink as well. Yeah. So is you know a good balance of a lot of tonic or a lot of mixer to gin. I mm. think you know you do. I'm not saying it's a rehydration <laughs> drink. I'm not saying it's Lucas. It's a good sports drink. It's a, fan, yes. 
Doing a marathon? I, gin. Yeah, gin a marathon. I, what I normally do is net a bottle of eccentric Cardiff Dry. Yeah. And then, then I'm fine. Then I'm <laughs> fine to do another one. See, I reckon sports... I was introduced to sports wine by one of my friends recently, which is very basically a very light and dry rosé because it's yes. just so neckable. Yeah. I, I reckon there's probably sports gins too. I think, yeah. I think that's definitely I the way for I think gin and Lucas A does a mixer probably is... Uh... <laughs> too far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, some of these are so... I mean, I, I quite... There's a, there's a couple I'll just drink straight over ice. Yeah. Yeah, they're just really, yeah, really smooth, lovely, different kind of mixes of flavours. Um, so yeah, I think we should get into tasting some, don't we? Okay, We've I think we should. Yeah. Here, where where should, where do we want to start? Well, should we start with the base? I would just say the basic because Brecon is uh, made in Pendarin. Yeah. Um, it's one that people recognise as a Welsh gin. It's um, it's sort of the the supermarket staple for Welsh gin. It was the real starter. Um, so that's probably the best thing to do. It's probably your your first baby step for yeah. Welsh gin. So this is a training gin. Yeah, this is your training gin. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very Thank you much. much. So what we'll do to start with, I think it's, uh, I was going to say similar to the wine tastings, is give the glass a big swirl. Yeah. Um, get your nose in. Uh, obviously, 85% of your olfactory of taste is through your nose. If yeah. you've got a cold and you try tasting, no, no chance, absolute no chance. So, get your nose in. Um, try not to lose a few nose hairs from the alcohol. You mm. should be all right, especially me. I did. I packed mine before I came over, so you're all right. Ah, good girl. And obviously, getting juniper on that. Yeah, and I think you're getting quite a bit of citrus note as well. Yeah, I was going to say citrusy. Bit of licorice. Bit of licorice. Um, it's it's that thing where there's. There's the botanicals that you do get, which are quite um, quite standard within juice. Mm. Um, and I think this, this sort of hits the mark. So it is, it's a, it's a, a very pleasant gin. I, yeah. I don't know what the alcohol is on it. Is uh, it 37? 40. So it's, a, it's, it's a on good, the higher so, side. So yeah. it's on the higher side, because the EU regulations say you're going to be 37 and a half. Yeah. The US regulation said it has to be, gin has to be at least 40. So yeah. it's so good for the export market. Yeah. And that's the thing I always do that really annoys on the microphone. But what I'm <laughs> generally, I'm not just being a ponce, even though Jin, uh, James just gave me the ponce, you're a ponce Cammy's look, is um, all I'm face. doing is just, just the, the way she always looks at me. <laughs> um, all I'm doing is aerating the, the thing that I've got in my mouth, so mm. the, dr- the drink, and also pushing it across the whole of your tongue. So you try and get all your tongue covered. Yeah. So your your umami's under the front. You get your your, your salty, your sweet, your savoury. So you're just trying to get that covered and try and get that coated. I'm gonna try and do it now, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without. That's it. That's it. And and it's really I difficult. Jumped on it. And it's really <laughs> difficult with gin because you've got loads it's of that. So it's so strong. It's so strong. Would you I like could do little, it with wine. Would you like a little water in it? That would be lovely. Yes, please. So we're going to add a little drop of water now. So what this is going to do is very similar to sort of whiskies and things. All it does, it sort of re- re- releases all the oils. So you may even get oh, yeah. some more aromatics from it. Much more citrusy. It's really yeah. citrusy. So what it'll do, it'll probably top, push the top note down yeah. and then all the tertiary levels, all the, the secondary stuff, that's all going to come through. And it's a really, really good way of doing it. And it'll taste much softer on the palate. So you, it takes almost negates the alcohol and you get the flavour profile. Yeah. 
But it's much easier to taste mm. kind of the nuances, Ooh. isn't it, when yeah. you do that? The first kind of mouthful of that, I was like, ooh, not mouthful, sip. Sip. <laughs> yeah. First gulp. Yeah. It was a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that sort of um, takes the alcohol out of the equation, but gives you all the flavours. And it's and it's really interesting how that does that. Mm. But also, it also reveals how good a gin is as well. Because mm. if you get a harsh gin, even if you water it down, it's, it's going to still be quite vocal. Mm. Whereas this is just a lot easier to, uh, a lot yeah. easier to get into. So this is, I think that's really nice. And on the bottle, on the bottle, they've sort of got a, a baseline of what they what they they're using. So there's um, there's Welsh spirit, juniper berries. There's orange peel, cassia bark, which is quite an earthy note as well. Mm. There's the licorice. Um, my eyes are terrible. They got cinnamon bark, a little bit of cinnamon. Angelica root is um, emulsifier, so that brings apparently it brings all the flavors together. Right. So that's the thing that sort of it's like a glue that brings all flavors together yeah. and sort of enunciates the flavors together, so they don't set on. And of course, there's lemon peel and things like coriander seed, which is very classic. Um, and yeah, and a little bit of root powder as well. Um, so that what you'll normally get, you'll normally get juniper and then you get those sort of earthy notes mm. and then citrus notes and anything else plugged into that whether it's fennel or licorice or coriander yeah. seed or something mm. that's all the add-ons or pepper or whatever so they're all the add-ons that you get yeah. to it and you know your good gins because you you you, you brew you know good great beers yeah. and the things it, it's all to do with the proprietor it's, it's something if his palate's great he's and, he, and he's also got a, a, an open mind to the palate as well yeah. That's the thing that's going to sort of say, oh, this is this is a bit too commercial. I don't want to sit within that area, yeah. but I want to do something a little bit different. And that's the thing that sort of makes them stand out. Yeah. So I think that's um, that's quite lovely. I like that. Good. That's a, that would be a great gin for adding a few things. So I've got, um, I would go to Riverside Market and I buy dried rosebuds and... Oh, um, you're one of those. Yeah, I dry, I buy all the little bits to put in it mm, because yeah. I was I was going out and drinking you know gin cocktails and stuff yeah. with all these bits in. So I've got juniper berries and all this stuff. I don't think they do anything by the way. They no, they don't. They just float yeah. and yeah. black peppercorns. Yeah, yeah they, they just float bob around. They look stick in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> but I quite often put like mint or rosemary or yeah. dried rose. Right. The rose really comes out. Yeah, rose really is lovely because that would be lovely with rose. I was going to say because rose, if you add rose water, rose water is really strong. You know, when you cook with it, it's just really a no no. But a rose petal, an edible rose petal, mm. is just lovely because yeah. it is so subtle. Yeah. And it just and the nose on it as well is just such a lovely thing. Mm. And yeah. It just pulls the citrus out. The completely. As well, completely. It? Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. that's that, I like that. And it's it looks really pretty. And it looks really <laughs> but well, it I spent the weekend pretty. drinking rhubarb gin with grapefruit tonic. Oh. And a big slice oh. of grapefruit. That was that is goes down like Matt, that's literally breakfast though. Very nice. That is breakfast. Yeah, that that is actually breakfast. sits within breakfast. breakfast if you had that with a waffle. That's that is literally a, that's a continental breakfast in my house. Or a really good brunch. Excellent. Or a good brunch. Yeah. 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 Just to be a little bit more civilized. Yeah. yeah. The sun is slightly further over yeah. the yard arm. It's Sorry. okay. It's okay. Okay. Nice. Right. Should we go eccentric? Yes, let's go eccentric. Probably so, next in the line, isn't it? Yeah. So I know Rob really well. Yeah. I've I've been to um, the distillery. It's fantastic. Is um, one of the guys has got his little laptop. He's a brewer, knows exactly on alcohol levels and where the mix is and how long the soak is. It's a London dry style. Uh, we're going to do Young Tom, which yep. is one of their sort of really specialist type of gins. 
they do a thing uh, where they do a burgundy soak, which is which is really really interesting. Um, they do Madame Geneva, which is a sort of Geneva style, yeah. which is the old sort of classic style of gin. Um, and Young Tom. Now this, if you like a gin that has got oomph and welly, and you can put any tonic with this, because sometimes yeah. you have a really light tonic, you can do any tonic with this. 46%. 46% of alcohol, so it's a proper, proper thing. And you can drink this over ice, because it's mm. so flavoursome. I'm glad we did this on a Thursday, not a Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. We've only got a day to get through tomorrow, guys. Exactly. This, is, this is multi. This is like a... Really? A, yeah, multi Gen- Like word. a um, Geneva. Yeah, because it's made of... There's a brewer. It's made with IPA mash. Ah. So the mash is the thing that gives it that multi quality. Yeah. So that's the thing where you do it. See, nothing wrong with that mash. Be a nerd. Palette, be a nerd. Be a nerd. <laughs> Proper be a nerd. Be a Properly nerd. done. But that's why that IPA sort of note comes through. It's really malty, isn't it? Yeah, there's a, there's a hit of alcohol. Off yeah, there, there really is a hit of alcohol. But, is it me, or does that really die away, that alcohol? It's yeah. really lovely. I think it's really delicious. It evaporates off it, the back of your throat. Exactly, and, yeah. and you don't get the harshness across right. your sternum, you don't get any of that yeah. sort of nastiness. I think it's just the alcohol's really smoothly delivered. Mm. Um, this is a really unfoody thing to say. You could put that with a really crap tonic and it yes, would carry. Completely. Yeah. It would completely. Be, it would yeah. be absolutely fine. It would fine. be absolutely fine with your sort of Brit Vicky thing. It doesn't make yeah. any difference what you put because the personality, that is a proper mm. gin with loads it's and doing loads all of work guts. For you, isn't it, it is doing all the work for you. It's really, it's quite muscular in style. Um, it's nice packaging. The packaging's all hand. The nipples are all put on by hand by the guys. <laughs> I'll tweet a photo of the nipples so yeah, you know exactly. what this means. They're not talking about mine. You will get it banned no. if you go on Instagram, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. yeah, that's true. They'll put a little bit of tape over it. It'll be fine. <laughs> or star flash over it. Yeah, that'll be fine. Um, but that's, um, that's delightful. I think that's really good. Water? Yeah, I want to see how this one yeah, yeah, Just a little tiny... Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, I dragged your last one, sorry. No, you didn't. Thank you. Now that has released, is all sorts going on with that. Mm. It's almost like, like spearmint. Mm. But I see what you mean, that malty sort of note is, yeah. oh, it's lovely and licorice and, oh. It's quite wintry. Mm. I always think of gin, because normally <clears> you've got quite a strong citrus <clears> profile, yeah. it's been quite summery, but that's got an almost that kind of ex- winter cutched up That's exactly of... what it is. It's a winter gin, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? It's it is. juniper, it's that Christmas tree. Yeah. Because there's so many. I want to get under a tart and blanket. That's it, and just get and just cut in yeah. by a fire. And put a film on. Yeah. And drink on the bottom of that. Or Casablanca on, and then you'll rock and finish that. Yeah. <laughs> With salmon. See on the you piano. tomorrow. See you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it says fennel, wild sunflower roots, star anise seeds. So, that's so there's that little bit of spiciness on the spice. Yeah. yeah, lovely. That's mm. it's. I think it's a, they're great. I mean, the Cardiff dry gin is doesn't yeah. last very long in the house. That's the Cardiff. No, that's not the Cardiff. That's, that's the, the Dewey Sand, which is the sort of latest yeah. one, which has got a little bit of a citrus note. Do we go with that? Or yeah, have a little time. Well, we've been all ever, ever so eccentric. Right. So this is the eccentric St. David's, which I'm spilling all over the table. Thank you very much. Beautifully poured. No. Ten years behind a bar. Like me. I've got the shake still. It's <laughs> the 30 in front of it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is quite citrusy. 
Yeah, it's got quite yeah. a citrus attack, which is great because sometimes they say, "Oh, this is citrus," and it, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't deliver. Yeah. Doesn't deliver at all. It doesn't give any promise at all. But that is actually really nice and robust, Ooh. and it's lemon peel and you know it's yeah. those really deep citrus flavours. So we're just going to add a, just a touch of water. Do you like a touch of water, Jane? Yes, please. Thank you very no much. No problem. Thank you. Oh, okay. it's got even citrusier. Yeah. Again, pulling oh, those yeah. flavours out, isn't it? That's really nice. That's a summer gin. Yeah, that yeah. is, isn't it? But you get, you get coriander. You can drink that all day in the sun. Yes. I'm getting coriander from that. Now that's like um, broccoli, which is that fantastic mm. New York State gin, which is lovely. And that's coriander as well. And that's a lovely flavour profile. Now I have to say, I had another one of the Dewey Sands and I thought it was quite malty. That is, mm. I because it's, it's a small batch company. Yeah. You're going to get discrepancies through the yeah. through the through the gin. That is absolutely stonking. That's yeah. a stonking thing. So you've got your winter gin. Now you've got the yeah, summer, so gin. Got summer gin. Now all we need is spring and an autumn gin. Yeah, wow. true. <clears throat> Completely. We might have a spring one next. Mm. That's delicious. So we've got two lovely bottles of unused tonic here, but we'll we'll keep going. We'll keep going. We'll just play one through. So the next one up, we've got the pollination gin, which is the uh, Dovey. So Dovey. Gin. So this is um, North Wales. Uh, it's a biosphere reserve recognised by UNESCO. Now I'm a great taste judge, and I can remember us. I'm sure we had a Dovey gin, and I think we gave it two stars, which. Um, is is amazing because yeah. if it gets three stars, you've literally got thirty six different palettes all agreeing on it's a three star drink. So literally got thirty six palettes yeah. saying this is good enough to be a two star, and I'm sure it got a two star. I don't know if it was the pollination, but it was one of the derby. It's pollination so, or hibernation? I think sure. it might have been the hibernation, but I'm gonna yeah. have a look now because I, I met bottle. these guys a couple of months bottle. ago. Yeah, um, and went to their little distillery. And it's they're, they're just the cutest. It's so nice. It's just, and also the thing, the botanicals are all sort of they're like ultra ultra organic. They're high quality. They're from the biosphere reserve. Yeah. So this and it's done London Dry method, which we said before. So it's not a soak. So it's sort of secondary. It's, it's a redistilled. So it's really properly properly made. Um, they're so passionate as well. They've got no. Just, they've it, got no um, kind of ambitions to scale or you know mm. beyond they're like well this is how big we are this, this is, is where we're based are. and this is how many we can make and yeah. they were telling me that mainly they sell direct into michelin star restaurants yeah and that's that's basically that's their, their that's their market page yeah. and they've actually on their website they said if you want to get some you'll probably have to visit us because we haven't got that much left really so they're really on a small batch so this is you know, yeah, and I mean, it's not just marketing nonsense, it's just, it is what they are, they're and that tiny production. a hand-labelled bottle, 2017, batch 28, signed by Pete. It's so, fantastic. Uh, yeah. Which is really nice. Uh, they did have some left in Wally's this afternoon. Did they really? If anybody in Cardiff does want to get down and okay. try some out. Well, there we are. Um, I think you can also get it on a website called Discover Delicious, who's where I was with when we went down there. Oh, there um, we are. Who, they order everything kind of direct from the makers, but oh. they've normally got loads. Okay, so that's good. Again, it was quite warm in this. It's got sort of like um, a little sweeter note. Mm. I'm not saying honeyed because I'm, see, I'm seeing a picture of a bee, but it's just... It's more floral. It's very floral. So, 
That will be wildflowers, fruits, and conifer tips. Conifer tips? Oh, Because I love the smell of conifer. So I know my land is a pain, but I do love its tips. If that's not a bit too weird. <laughs> but once you've cut it, once you've laid yeah. into it, you yeah. smell fantastic. You don't smell a toilet clean, you smell of like really nice, sort of gentle. They were showing us some of the photos from when they get all the forest ingredients in, and the the kind of room where they make it is probably twice the size of the room we're in now, which is Matt's dining room. It's yeah. not huge. No. And he said, on the days when we've been out foraging, this whole table is covered. So Word. that that's that's, that's what it. takes over our production for three yeah. days. We're yeah. sorting out all the stuff that we've that's foraged. And then it's the next bit of the process. There is no way of scaling <clears> what they've got because. But because it makes hand it selection. kind of more lush. Mm. And also the hand selection as well. Mm-hmm. Things like botanics, you, you, when people say hand selection in grapes, you know, if you've watched the hand selection in grapes on a sorting table, it's just incredible. And you just think, yeah, that's why that's 30 quid a bottle. And well, exactly, yeah. Cheapest chips, because it's there's a lot of work that's gone into that. That's lovely. Matt's trying to do the posh noise now. I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. Because <laughs> um, she nearly set fire to the microphone. <laughs> See, that's snorting it. <laughs> exactly. That's 45 degrees of alcohol. Again, that's delivered mm. beautifully. Yeah. yeah, it's just... See, that's the thing. Um, and you get more bang for your buck. Mm. So you don't need to... You know, you put a double in there. And the other thing, kids, is when you're drinking at home, buy yourself a jigger. Yes. Please buy yourself a jigger. If you're making cocktails, please buy a jigger. Don't just sort of go, oh, I'll have a bit of that, a bit of that. Because cocktails are, and, and gin and tonics and, and vodka and tonics and rums, they're all balanced drinks. They're all measured and they're balanced. Nothing kicks kicks into the other drink too much. They're it is a recipe, balanced. isn't it? It's a recipe. Yeah. You're cooking. You're cooking yeah. with a drink. So that's why it's called mixology. Mm. Although I do tweak it sometimes. You do sometimes. You just want to get a hit first thing. Go is that down. or is that just me? Maybe the first one. I'll do like you know the top end of the jig is a double and the bottom end is a single. I'll do yeah. a, a top and a bottom. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Just you know because it's five o'clock Friday. Yeah, I've waited so long. Yeah. And the I've pain actually, of the week. Yeah, <laughs> gone as far as um, in the kitchen. I've got two optics. Yeah, with, brilliant with gin and people come and say god you must be an alchemist well, no, no quite au contraire the opposite the opposite <laughs> because I actually control what I drink and, uh, and the thing is once you once people do come to your house and have a proper drink with a proper measure they go yeah. oh that tastes lovely yeah. because normally they were sloshed into I, a I, mug I, 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 I normally got blocked to that <laughs> going on because I've had a pint and a half yeah. of gin and you need <laughs> And unless you are the ripper, it's not it's not something that works. It was brilliant. When I was doing a bit of reading about this, there was a story about Lord Byron of, of you know, um, and it was about the naming of it, and it was about gin being called a pint of um, gin being called Dutch by yeah. the English. Yeah. Um, and there was a quote from him saying, "Yes, yeah, so I have a pint of Dutch before bed." So a pint of gin before pint bed. Pint of gin yeah. before bed. I wonder yeah. if he slept well. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or he's still asleep now. Every now and again you get a little twitch and then you hold a mirror up just to make sure there's a breath there and then yeah, you, uh, a pint of Dutch. You just don't order that. Don't that no. Pub. no, exactly. I didn't drink gin until I met my now fiance because I was a bit of a crier when I was a teenager when I used to drink alcohol oh. and I hadn't yet discovered gin and I the one piece of advice that everyone gave me was 
Oh my god, if you cry anyway when you're drunk, mm. do not touch gin. gin. No. But I don't think that it does any different. See, it makes me happy. It makes me very mellow. I find anything vodka based, it's just, I want to have Moscow Mule, the Moscow Mules or, or um, oh, so Bloody Mary. Do you Mary's. think it does have that effect on it, you? Then? It, can, it can do. I'm sure, I'm sure I've heard a lot of people say, mm. oh, I get melancholic with gin. Mm. Now I'm just wondering whether, I don't know whether it's the juniper or whether it's the, the connotation. Whether it's the association with... See, because I tend yeah. to drink gin in... So I don't really drink gin in mellow situations. I tend to drink it in quite convivial situations. Yeah, so situations. I've never had that. Whereas I'll drink red wine on sofa by myself. Yeah. So if anything, that's kind of my melancholy drink. Yeah. Because if I... You know, even sometimes when I'm doing a bit of work, I'll crack Have a glass. And, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a, a, my solo drink or my kind of quiet time drink. But gin's always... There's something to celebrate or I'm with people, so yeah. I've never had that effect from it. Well, I think it, it, it carries that kind of mother's ruin reputation, doesn't Completely. it? Completely. And I'm so wondering whether that I sways it's people. Probably. It's, it might be, actually, if you're in that kind of mood, you reach for the gin because you think that's the right yeah. thing to reach for. Thing yeah. to reach <laughs> for. And, yeah. and it's kind of, you know, then it's going to... I want to reassociate myself with 18th century London. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like that. Yeah, I'm just whitewashed my walls. That's drunk for a penny. <laughs> I'm just going to have a fight with local constabulary. So I need to have a bit of Dutch. I mean, a pint of Dutch. on Ethel Street. <laughs> exactly. It'll fit right in on my road. Also, I'm wondering whether the quality um, is is so through the roof now. Yes. Whether all that all that nonsense, all that impurities, all the fact the fact these are beautifully made um, glasses of booze. That I think you probably do get rid of that. Yeah, maybe bathtub made you feel terrible, but this stuff isn't going to. When it's been foraged from wherever. Right, we're going to go on to a gower. London is that how you dry gin. It? I'm assuming it is. Okay. G W Y R. I think it's Gower. Isn't that Gower in Wales? Yeah, I think it is Gower. I resisted pronouncing it because I thought I'd do it wrongly. Gower Gin Company. There we are. There we are. The stripy one. The stripy one with the nice gold writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right. That's a classic London dry. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Oh, that is really classic. Oh, that's that is really yeah. I've not tried this one before. No, nope, that's that's big licorice. Big licorice, big licorice mix. Mm. That's really sort of black and white stripes. Isn't it? Black and white stripes. Yeah, it looks like a what's he called? Know. Bertie Bassett, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, or a licorice all sort. He's in there. Yeah, Gen Z. He's having Z. a dance in there. So properly made. That's lovely. Still a little bit of malty in the background, though. It's a little bit of malty note as well. Yeah. I quite like that. Mm. Which sort of sort of tempers down the licorice, yeah. just brings the licorice down a bit. I think it's that's um, trying to find the strength of it. I can't see it. Forty three percent. Forty three percent. Yeah, perfectly sensible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a school night drink. Yeah, exactly. It's a Thursday. That's not a school night. It's a weekend warm up. It's the new Friday. Again, I, there's that little bit of malty. Again, balance. You know, over forty degrees, everyone thinks that's going to be like rocket fuel. Again, no, it's but it's not at all, is it? It's really super smooth. Now these are, st- are simple white spirits, mm. so they haven't got any masking with oak barrels or yeah. any of that stuff. What they are, they just they're just tempered by the botanicals they use, the balance mm. of botanicals. So that has sort of worked perfectly, and the balance of the alcohol is working really, yeah. really well with that. I think. Quite strong coriander in it. It is, yeah. There's, there's, there's quite a lot going on there. Mm. I think if you add a little bit of water, I think you're going to get a, a real uh, hit of that. I, I really like that one. Yeah. A little splash. Thank Adam. you very much. 
Well, so far, there's multi, really mm. multi, and the coriander's really come through now. And the licorice has died back a bit. Mm. Yeah, it has. It's really quieted down. Yeah, that top load sort of... That's delicious. That's really, really good. Right, this is, this is a really interesting exercise because what we're doing is um, we're doing horizontal gin tasting. So, yeah. you know, vertical would be all the, all the same drink, different years, that's what you do with wine. But what you do is the same sort of drink. So Cabernet Sauvignons, all different Cabernet Sauvignons, that's a horizontal. So this is a horizontal gin tasting. So all different gins. But what you do do is when you taste them side by side, you get an idea of, is this a bad one? Is this a good one? Is it... The quality at the moment has been top level. Yeah. So this is, if anything, underlines why it's a su such a success. Mm. Because the quality is really, really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're no slouch as far as a plate of food and a, no. and a glass of grog is concerned. So we, we sort of have an idea of what we're talking about. Mm. But these are these are quite quite exceptional, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they're really really, really good. I mean, Wales, you. You've done yourself proud here mm. because this is, you know, really well done. Mm. It's interesting. The info that we were reading earlier as well, though, it says that the growth is the same across the whole. It's the same for mainstream. It's the same for luxury, and it's the same for like super premium gins. They're all in like massive growth. Mm. Yeah. So it's not just that the price point is what's what's fueling no. the fact that it's selling so well. Even the super high end Even stuff the super is, high is end going. Stuff is selling. Yeah, it just, it's just everyone's mm. gone mad for gin. But it's also, think about um, St. Mary Street in the last two or three years. Mm. You know, we're, we're one bar opening off that being a cocktail quarter in Cardiff. Yeah, mm. at the top of the road. Absolutely, yeah. that top end of St. Mary Street up by the castle. Yeah. Um, Penny you know, Royal. Just pen, yeah, there's, there's gin three or four and another couple opening. Alchemist. Alchemist is um, opening. You know, and then you've got sort of, if you go left and right, you've got the craft beer. Yeah. Bits. Yeah, bits, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. You know, and, and and you know, I think that's a real sign of um of the growth of it in terms of the, mm. the bars bringing up and people building whole businesses around the growth of gin. Mm. Um, and again, the thing that you don't drink more, you just drink a little bit better. better. Yeah. Wow, so this is another thing that I was I, I think I read it in somebody's quote and it just twigged in my head. It's it's come along, kind of the rise of gin has come along as nightclubs and clubbing and that kind of like yeah. going out and just necking any old, any old rubbish yeah. and like pogoing on a dance floor has died. People yeah. now like to go out for a drink. So you don't want to drink crap. You no. want to drink something nice because you're not getting wasted. You're having mm. two drinks and maybe some food and going home. Mm. So people are paying more and having something nicer because... It's not about that anymore. I mean, it's changed so much. I'm wondering if it's if it's contrary, is me being contrary, is it people being healthier? Because they're drinking better yeah. and less because the body image is completely different now. And a beer belly and the fact that you wake up with a steaming hangover next morning is not convivial I, to I, our modern I think it might be also when, cultures definitely when we were students, there were no camera phones, there was no social media, whatever we got up to yeah, was you, a secret. If, if, you, if you woke up upside down in a hedge with your pants on your head, yeah. nobody knew. Except the neighbours. Except, Except the neighbours. You know. Don't make love on the garden gate. Love is blind, but the neighbours ain't. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, now it's everywhere. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's loads of data showing that students are really into the gym, really into healthy eating, yeah. really into places that look the part, and also yeah. 
really lovely gin cocktails look great on social media. They do. And it all plays into it all. Completely. It's all the aspirational thing, my Instagram. The whole thing about the next thing being coloured gins, you know, we're sat here, beautiful bottles, this one's, you know, lovely orange, you've got that lovely pollination print and everything, you know, it's all very, the design is lovely on all of it. Yeah, the packaging is fabulous, isn't it? Um, Yeah. Um, Speaking of, of sort of moving into slightly different territory, I've got a seaweed gin. Okay. So this is the Deville. Right. How you pronounce it? I think it is. Dan, Daniel. Organic seaweed much. infused, I guess. Small batch farmhouse gin produced and bottled in, I think in West Wales, isn't it? Clandesil. Clandesil, yeah. Designed to complement seafood, it is infused in hand-baked seaweed from the Celtic coast for three weeks. Lovely, light, very light green hue, and being triple filtered and bottled. So very light green. Very light green. I mean, I've got boggy eyes, so <laughs> I, you know, ironically for a graphic designer. <laughs> Farmhouse gin. Is that just like a? Is that like a tweet term? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Is a farmhouse yeah, gin? Yeah, small batch farmhouse gin. I think that is, is that actually made in a proper farmhouse. <laughs> yeah, probably is. Oh yeah, probably fine. Ooh. No, I, I quite like that. And I'm not a massive. I, I'm, I'm going to get a shot as a Welshman. I'm not a big fan of lava bread. See, no. I, I, I that doesn't it. smell like lava bread though. No, I like it in a malt cake, and I and I do like crispy seaweed and things like that. Yeah. But it smells that like. Very perfumey, perfume, yeah. yeah. Very Not perfumed. seaweed, more, more floral. I'm half tempted to dab that round the back of my ears, like Marilyn Monroe. All I wear. I wasn't sure where you were going then. <laughs> all I wear in bed is Chanel Number no. Five. It's, it's seaweed. It's seaweed gin in a small. Lucky ladies. Poor Lisa, bless her. Someone's going home alone tonight. Oh, completely. In the spare room with the cats again. That's very different to everything Mm. else. That is like drinking perfume. I don't know if I like that. No. It It needs a tonic. It definitely needs a mixer. I might actually tonic this one. Yeah. Just a splash of tonic, please. It's strange because it's... I wouldn't say that this... Thank you very much. I wouldn't say, do you want an ice cube? I wouldn't say I'm going to put ice cube in mine. I wouldn't say that the flavour that I'm getting is a seaweed flavour. No, it's it is quite perfumed. It is really, really perfumed. Oh, okay, Captain. No, oh, oh sorry. Okay. Sorry. Um, Purist. Oh, yeah, something. But yeah. It... Now that's with fever tree tonic, which is quite a decent full-on mm. tonic water. And the diet version, mind. Yeah, but that it's no. still no. It's the, that's the full one. The, the, oh. the that's not the light one. Oh. And I think got the wrong one that's, out of the fridge, sorry. that's still quite perfumed. Perfumed. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Not for me. Not However, the there's got to be a cocktail with that. Mm. There's gonna be a cocktail yeah. for that. For that, isn't it? Made with select herbs, spices, and local seaweed. I reckon you can you can taste the herbs and spices yeah. more than there. Oh, it says an ideal complement for seafood. Yeah, I can see that because it is quite perfumed. But yeah. I mean, who has a plate what of? With? Yeah, what do you have? Scallops and scallops and gin. I'm not saying no. 
around an Albarino, but that's, <laughs> that's just me. But try it with some uh, salty fava beans later. Yeah, I, that's it's interesting. Good. Yeah, but that's there's got to be a base for like a, a Welsh that's Negroni or something. Yeah, there, isn't mm. it? Because yeah. you think that's quite a perfume, yeah. herby, and you have that with an, with Campari and your your Martini Rosso yeah. and make a Negroni. That could be all right because the perfume would be countered by that sourness of yeah. the um, of the yeah. Campari. So that might that I think that's probably a cocktail, cocktail style. Yeah. Well, finished it. I can't talk right now. I've got an ice cube in my mouth. Right. Use our opportunity. <laughs> okay, so I think we're on to our last gin of the evening. Right here. So this is Abba Falls. This is North Wales. Um, distilled using Welsh water filtered through the rock of the Snowdonia Mountains. No less. Small batch Welsh gin. Um, they do quite a lot of flavoured ones. So they do a mm. toffee one and a coffee one as well as... Um, I think there's a violet one and, yeah. and that kind of thing. This is the That's orange. Snowdonia Distillery, is it? This is Abba Falls. Oh, okay. There is a Snowdonia Distillery. Which is a different one. Which is a different right, one. Right, got it. Um, and orange marmalade gin. So this is one of the flavoured ones to try. Well, I'm going to be controversial now, and I'm saying about flavoured gins. Now, I have a problem with flavoured gins. Cool. Because flavoured vodkas, I haven't got a problem with. He yeah. did tell us he was grumpy when he arrived. Uh, <laughs> just he's had to do the commute just, today. Yeah, I've had to do the commute, so I'm grumpy, <laughs> grumpy old beer just anyway. Just going to caveat this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and I think that if you go from... Gin is effectively vodka that's yeah. been redistilled with botanicals. flavoured. Being flavoured. So why are you putting all those beautiful botanicals and doing all that crafting and then whacking a great big primary flavour into it? Now, it could be even London dry style. Yeah. You know, it could be the the main flavour, whether it's Seville oranges or something, could be that. But it, I don't know why you do just just do it as a just do it as a spirit beforehand, mm. as a vodka. Yeah. Why? Why? Why redistill it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But, however, the ones I have tried, they're really nice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not averse to the old slow gin. Well, I think things like... Can you lift your glass a bit? Yes, sorry. Things like slow and some of the kind of bitter fruits work. Yeah. Because you still get the, you the still botanicals, get the botanicals through. coming through. Yeah. Whereas the slow doesn't Something matter. like this, which is the orange. Yeah. Now, I'm not um, averse to a breakfast martini. No. No, not at all. Gin shaken over marmalade. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but this is sort of contrary almost in terms of... This is quite weighty, isn't it? Yeah. That is contra, isn't it? Mm. But a, a gin strength. Yeah, 41 and a half. 41 and a half, is it? It smells So you're still getting gin through it. You are getting gin through that. So completely, me being the bear with a sore head and being <laughs> miserable, I'm now going to be completely contrary, Mary, and say I really like the smell of that. <laughs> because, as, as Matt said, the delicacy, and you do get those juniper notes and those botanicals mm. coming through, and it's not being masked, it's not heavy-handed at all. Mm. Well done. Oh, but it's sweet. Is it really? And thick. Mm. Syrupy. Not so thick. That is going on sourdough, isn't it? That is that is really thick. Oh, I'd like it though. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's like Seville oranges. I mean, really, what's not to like? It's like you know, I liked the thickness as well. The unctuousness. 
Yeah. So if you've got a stinking cold, and instead of having a cough medicine or a tincture, what you need to do is get one of those into you, and I think you'll feel a lot better. I think that's... I wonder if I could put that in a hot chocolate. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, evening. (laughs) Is this this Jane to help you sleep (laughs) for several days? I'm not very well. I've got a sore throat. So, I, I fancy the lost weekend <laughs> and uh, with Jimmy Stewart. I don't have any plans Lord, this weekend. That's nice. That would be lovely, in it with a really, a really plain tonic, mm. a really nothing tonic, with a drop of water as well, which has taken a little yeah. bit of the sweetness off it. Yeah, sure. So on ice, you think of that on ice. Mm. Where it sort of dilutes mm. a little bit, yeah. which takes takes a little. That's just a nice drink, isn't I'm it? I'm not sure if it's the Abba Falls guys, but I've had the Violet Gin that is obviously the same treatment, yeah. Yeah. and that was blooming lovely. Which again can be really difficult because it, otherwise it just tastes yeah. a Palmer Violet, yeah. and you just think, oh, that's really too, too strong. Yeah. Whereas the delicate, if you get a delicate hit of Violet, mm. that's a really mm. nice sort of floral, springy, yeah. summery. I think stuff that's in the right ballpark works. So I made a fennel gin couple of years ago oh, that, that's really nice it, it yeah. kind of works orange and citrus works because it's it's in the botanical profile isn't yeah it? So, completely um it sits in there as well and also again like we were saying earlier alluded to earlier if your palate's right if you can sort of taste and go right that's enough instead yeah. of going i need if you've got a if you've got a quite a good open palate you sort of say right that's enough because that's the sort of flavor profile. instead of just hammering the point home mm. you don't have to do that i think these are sort of do I, it's it's sweet and it's unctuous, mm. but it's really really nice. It's delicious. So my bear with a sore head is completely diminished. <laughs> <laughs> Hypocritical bear. With we a were all with nodding in agreement. <laughs> Hippocrates <laughs> spinning in his tomb. Have we run out? Yeah, that's if you look behind one. you and you look at the cacophony of gins that we're in Matt's has. dining room and it is a gin palace. It is a gin palace. It is brilliant. If I, if Jack the Ripper just came through with a cape and a hat, a, a hat and a knife, he could just take me to. This is why you haven't invited me to any of your house parties, isn't it? Because you know I just situate myself <laughs> on the floor underneath that cabinet. I'm just poor, poor Calhoun and I'll be fine. Just to make sure the music stays at the prodigy level, <laughs> and I can just, I can just crack on. <laughs> right. Yes. In conclusion. In conclusion. Um, yeah. Which one was your favourite, Matt? Yeah. If I'm going to pour everybody a gin and tonic now to finish the evening. Um, which would you choose, or any other type of pour you? I'm so I'm torn one? because I thought the pollination gin was absolutely glamorous with that yeah. floral note. Yeah. But I also love um, the young Tom as well, which yeah. is just it's one of those I like gin to taste of something. Yeah. I like um, there's a bottle of there's a Swedish bottle behind you, that Herno gin, the Navy Strength, which is I think oh, was the um, best gin in the world last year or the year before maybe right. massive massive juniper and that's very much like it I think that young Tom absolutely yeah get your nose in that it's um the power really oh, it's good, good sound good sound <laughs> can't smell anything Jane is oh, now, now anaesthetised herself <laughs> she's had 
had a pint and a half of gin, and strange enough, her <laughs> nose is not working. My faculties. <laughs> her faculties have completely. Yes, the nose doesn't. You're probably better off giving it yeah, a swing. Yeah, I should have given it a, give it a, a swirl. Zhuzh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That is really nice, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. But that young Tom is up there, I Where's think. Where's that yeah. from? That's Swedish. Mmm. I like the label. Mmm. Um, so, yeah, I think. I like the Gower one. I really I, like that I, Gower I did like the Gower one. Well, there, that there, was a surprise. There was a lot of very, very... Me too. Yeah. You like the Gower one. There was a lot going on in that. Pollination's lovely. I think I'd do pollination in a G&T and Young Tom over ice. Yes. I think you're spot on. And then the licorice. Well, I wouldn't say no to any of them. I have to say they've all shown up really, really well. Even the perfumey one. Yeah. You know. Well done Welsh Gin. Well done Welsh Gin. And here's to um, a huge growth in sales. Here, here, cheers. Thank you for listening to Hank Episode Zero. We hope you've enjoyed it. Just a little reminder, now would be a great time to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Thanks and see you soon.